You are listening to part two of the Barefoot Lawyer Reports podcast on the Tiananmen Square Massacre. If you have not listened to part one, please check the link in the description. Tell us, I mean, are there, uh, tell us any other stories you want to tell us about what happened to people you know. How, how did you not yourself get killed? Well, I, I was in Tiananmen Square at that night, actually. Uh, I was in charge of uh, another conference, routine conference, in, in, in Peking University to, uh-huh. to, to try to discuss the strategy or something uh-huh. like that. So I wasn't there that night, but I, I was I was still on my dorm. But uh, uh, in the late night, I got a lot of phone call from Tiananmen Square, from other uh, location of Beijing, like call, they call me and uh, t- told me something terrible things happened, and people died. So I know what happened. I tried to organize some, two or three hundred uh, stu- students try to bike to Tiananmen Square, but the, the, the main road already blocked by the police and the military forces. Mm-hmm. So that we, I mean, hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people killed. Is that we don't know the exact number now? I think only government knows. Yeah, we, we don't know. What do last you... year we heard news from BBC that uh, British government has a secret document that said that over ten thousand people were killed by 10, the, by the mm-hmm. yeah, PLA. Well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I heard this number, yeah, from British and the U.S. Even the U.S. government have the report, uh, should be almost 20,000. Yeah. Almost 20, so yeah, almost we 20, think so. somewhere between 10 and 20,000 people. Yeah. So we don't know the number. Yeah, yeah we don't no, know. No one knows yeah, the, the correct number. So, so it started in the night of June the 3rd, right? Did it continue all night and into the day, or was it... No, it continued for several days. For several days. June, June 6th, there's still people killed by the uh-huh. PLA. And then there's other protests in other cities like Shanghai and Chengdu. They also have some people died in Shanghai, not in Shanghai, but in Chengdu, mm-hmm. at least 100 people died. Mm-hmm. So they crushed the protests everywhere. Mostly everywhere, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. A, a lot of cities, yeah. When I was in prison, some students told me, at that time, he is a student in Qingdao. Uh, before June 4th, I remember she, he said uh, May 29, he, he uh, uh, brings uh, the students from Beijing back to Qingdao, but later the Khan Party ordered the military from Xinjiang and stay in Qingdao, tried to kill the citizens if they stand up to protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in fact, not just Qingdao, I think every city the Khan Party prepared to do that. For example, they, they bring the soldier from Xinjiang to Qingdao and they send the Qingdao soldier to another province mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, yeah. So they don't know the people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't live there, so so no, they, they just they ignore everything. Just yeah. follow the. They're not party. sympathetic to. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's very important. Is uh, I heard from mainland China a lot of people, some farmer, 
they talk each other. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, if the Tiananmen Square happened, square, the, the crackdown happened now, or the protest in Beijing happened now, what's the result, do you think? A lot of people said, okay, if the protest happened now, we will stand up to fight back together. We will uh, do in the village, we will do in the small city, the middle city, and to fight back the Khan Party. So I think the Khan Party knows this. This is why the Khan Party, uh, everywhere if some protest happens, the Khan Party will very quick to prepare the police to crack down them. So they you, don't want, I, I they, want to make sure I understand. So you're saying that as a consequence of Tiananmen Square and the crackdown, the Communist Party now believes that the people will, if that happened again, it would spread very quickly. So when anything happens, they crush, crush it? Yeah, the, my meaning is if the, the Khan Party very worried the protests happen again, like uh, 1989, the Chinese people said if the protests happen again in Beijing, very quick that will be spread to the whole country. All the people will stand up to fight back the Khan Party. So this you think it would spread now throughout the whole country more quickly and wider, and the Communist Party is afraid of that? Yes. Well, CCP learned lessons from this movement. So they decided in the future, if any of this kind of uh, protest happened, they must crack down quickly. Yeah. They could not yeah. let it spread to yes, other yes. cities. Mm -hmm. So they learn a lot of lessons. That's why they still keep the power now. Yeah. Well, I, I have to tell you, I know some. I have met some people who, who uh, were involved in Tiananmen Square, who now uh, are not, uh, are not opponents of the CCP. They, they, say that the student and they were there, and they said, this, you know, everybody went too far, and uh, I don't know. They. They, that's no truth, that's no truth. But you, have you, what do you say to somebody who says that? Well, I know there's a lot of uh, criticized side, we are, we, are, we are pretty radical, but I think that's not truth, because 3,000 students go to Tiananmen Square to have hunger strike, sacrifice their faith, they have willingness to sacrifice their life. Uh -huh. They only have two requests. One is have dialogue with the government. Could you say this is a radical request? Uh -huh. And another request is they rewrite the April 26th editorial. Rewrite? Rewrite the oh, editorial. Uh -huh. Because editorial wrong, uh, uh, criticized us as a bad guy to try to overthrow the, the government. So we request the government to rewrite that editorial. Mm -hmm. Admit we are patriotic. Mm -hmm. Patriotic, right. Yeah. We sacrifice our life to just have these two very low requests. How could you say we are radical? Yeah. And uh, on the contrary, I think it was government that are really radical. They, they use military, crack down the people, but they will not accept this very, two very low requests. Who, who are radical? It's obviously, it was government that are radical. Uh, Guangchen, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I want to uh, talk more about the military. In fact, okay. the Khan Party tried to use some military to crack down Tiananmen Square, but it looks like they uh, 
They ignore that. They don't want to do that. The military does not want, did not want to do that? Yeah, not follow the order from the Khan party. Uh -huh. So later they have to use another province a soldier to, to uh -huh. do that. So that, from the, that uh, proof, in the military, a lot of people support students. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, you know, some uh, official in military, his name is Xu Qinxian. Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, just because the Khan party asked him to bring the soldier to crack down Tiananmen Square, he uh, refused. Mm -hmm. So later the Khan party sued him. Shoot him? Yeah. Shot him. He was sentenced seven years after that. He was what? Sentenced seven years. Yeah, in prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So, okay, so... At Tiananmen, the Tiananmen Square uh, crackdown kind of crushed democracy movement or liberation, liberating movement in China. And the CCP learned the lessons to crack down on democracy and protests and dialogue wherever people want it. So what is this? So what do we say about China today? What what? What does that mean for the future of democracy and human rights and rule of law in China? I mean, what is it hopeless? I couldn't say it's hopeless, but it might take longer time than our expectations. I mean, 1989 is a very important turning point mm -hmm. in the history of PRC. After, uh, before 1989, I could say the, the, even some high-level officials inside the party, they really look forward to some political reform. Mm -hmm. But after 1989, nobody inside the party dared to advocate for any political reform. Mm -hmm. And another important thing is why we go to street in 1989, because there were corruption. There was corruption. But we were cracked down by the government. So I called what happened in 1989 is a victory of corruption. Victory of corruption. That's very important for the further development of China. You could say this is the nowadays picture of China. We have rapid economic growth, but hand in hand with the corruption. That, that's the true face of China now. Mm -hmm. So 1990, that's why 1990 is very important. If we succeed at that time, I mean, China will have a healthy development. A healthy development. Even uh -huh. healthy economic development uh -huh. than today's. So that's the significance of 1989. So we already lost our hope uh, that the CCP will do political reform. And uh, what happened in 1989 gave us a lesson. Unless we stand up to against this, uh, this regime, otherwise there will be no hope for democracy. Wangchun? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I want to talk more about that. Uh, now, the Khan Party know if the people have tried to stand up to, to, uh, you know, to ask the democracy, and the Khan Party will crack down very quick. And if that, I, I can sure in the future that will be happening again. Mm -hmm. I just want to remind the people and the Western democratic countries, if that happens, 
we should uh, quick to respond to help the people to s prevent the Khan party to use the military. Yeah, we have to do and think and prepare that. Well, I mean, there's no hope for reform. Is there any hope for reform with the CCP in power? <laughs> no one believes CCP now, you know. <laughs> the Communist Party uh, destroyed all the social ethics in mainland China. So all the people know about that. See, of course, they know where it's better. They know what political system is good. This is why a lot of people tried to get an opportunity to move to Europe, America, like that. So I think, uh, uh, no, no. for me, no any hope from the CCP. Only we, we have to throw, them, throw it to trust heap of history. Only we to resolve the, the Khan party to uh, kidnap the country and the people, yeah, this is the only way. Got to overthrow the CCP. Yes, have to throw them. I still have hope for democracy in the future in China, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I think the CCP can keep their power just because they uh, still keep the economic growth. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, they can pay a lot of money to maintaining their power. But obviously, everybody can see that uh, they, they lost this uh, 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 privilege, this advantage. I mean, the, the, the economic will drop in China, and the government will lost uh, enough money to pay mm -hmm. those people who support them. I think that's the one, that's the hope for the future. That will make the Chinese, uh, the CCP change. If the, if yeah, the, they cannot uh, bribe the people. They can't bribe everybody. They cannot yeah. bribe the people mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think that the CCP today is characterized by uh, Marxist uh, orthodoxy, uh, most of the members, or greed? for money? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's only one true Marxist inside the party. They already lost the face of any ideology. All what they want is just keep their power and get money. Mm -hmm. That's their face. Money is their face. Mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. no ideology already. Mm -hmm. You agree, Guangxi? Yeah. Benefit first. Uh -huh. Benefit first. <laughs> okay. So this is why the company keep uh, keep the power and don't want any uh, democracy growing in China. Yeah. yeah. So, do you want to say anything about, you know, we're coming up on another anniversary of the crackdown on June the 4th. Do you, do you want to say anything to summarize that or memorialize? Well, I, I, I think um, it is U.S. and the Western countries should also learn lessons from what happened in 1989. You know, after the crackdown of 1989, the Western countries leading by the United States, they have sanctions on Chinese government. Mm -hmm. And they dropped it very quickly. Dropped That's why I always, I always criticize the former President Bush, because he decided to drop the sanction very quick, just two years. Mm -hmm. 
Why U.S. do this? I think the Western countries always, for a long time, they have a fantasy for China. Even for CCP, they say they think if there's middle class uh, in China, if there's economic growth in China, that the country will automatically turn to the direction of democracy. Now we all know this is a fantasy. So. It's well, a fantasy it's because a, we've seen economic growth and it hasn't It's a happened. fantasy because CCP, they, of course, they want economic growth, but that's not for the countries, for their benefit. Uh -huh. So there's no hope for them to do political reform. They will not want, they, they, they won't do anything to threaten their, their power. So I think Western countries should learn this lesson. So, you know, the whole 1980s is a kind of a golden time of China. And the whole Western world think, well, this big change happened in China, and maybe China will turn to democracy. But the 1989 is a big lesson. that Even though we have a 10 years golden age, but the government will show their true face if they feel threatened by the people. Mm -hmm. So I hope U.S. and Western countries remember these lessons. Mm -hmm. Do you see the CCP as a threat to other nations besides the Chinese people? Is it a threat to its neighbors or to the U.S., or is it only a threat? Of to course, even CCP have confidence like this, like Xi Jinping seems like he, he's very confident. When they become very confident, of course, they will try to expand their power. First stage is Asia. They will take, they already take Hong Kong back. Yes. They are going to take Taiwan back. And they will be the number one in Asia, and they will expand their power to, to other uh, regions. That's, that's the nature of CCP. That's the nature of any dictatorship. Yeah. Well, uh, Guang Chen says that... Um some or a lot of the wealth that the CCP has made is used to to corrode America too, to pay people in America to uh, to make people their friends through paying them money. So the, all the economic growth China has had has also helped the CCP to corrode democratic institutions in America. Right, Guangchen? Yeah. Yes. I mean, the CCP is a real threat in the United States because it uses that money to corrupt our institutions, right? Yeah, they use different way. Propaganda, uh, uh, infiltration, like that. Different way. No, no principle for the Khan Party. Yeah, they just think how to get, how to uh, crack down the best values. Yeah, and how to keep power and make yeah, more money. Yes. And send their children to America and Europe to go to school and to have second homes in America and in Europe. Uh, so any final thoughts about Tiananmen Square, the lessons for today? I think uh, there's lessons for anybody who supports democracy and human rights. There's lessons for Chinese people who do and for American people who do. Uh, that you have to stand up to the CCP because it's determined to crack down on democracy and human rights, no matter what. Well, as a conclusion, I, I, I want to say that I hope the Western countries and Western peoples 
do not lost their hope for, for China because we will have young generation, generation by generation. If you look back in 1989, Chinese people brave enough to stand up at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to doubt the, the brave of Chinese people. The bravery of Chinese people. In the, in the future, I still have my hope for the further generations. I mean, when situation changed, I mean, when, when CCP lost their their supporting economic power, I think, and mm -hmm. when the conflict between the people and the government becomes seriously, I still believe Chinese people will stand up again. Mm -hmm. And the West and the media and the United States and other countries need to respond quickly when that happens. And the, I hope they can support any protest happening mm -hmm. in China very quick and strong. Mm -hmm. Guangchen? Yes, I agree about this. I think, yeah, I want to remind the Vietnam people, the Communist Party, the CCP not just uh, pers persecuted the Chinese people. They tried to uh, crack down the Western values. So not far away, they just surround us. We should vigilant. Uh -huh. <laughs> we should be uh, very careful to do the trade with the Khan party. Should we do it? Should we have the trade? No, or? no, no. We, I think we should... We should think how to support the mainland China to become a democracy system. This is the first important. If we look at look at the the coronavirus, yeah, a lot of people know that is a bioweapon. Uh -huh. That is a, that is a war, just a special war. Right? A special what? War. War? War, yeah, uh -huh. WAR, uh -huh. yeah, uh -huh. baseball, yeah. Not use gun, not use tank, but they change our uh, life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, if the current party gets power, the whole world will not safe. Mm -hmm. If they keep power and expand power, nobody's safe. Yeah. Uh -huh. okay. And maybe the last point I want to make, I think regime change is very important. I know Western countries really cherish the value of a human right. Human right is very good, but without any regime change, there's no space for any improvement of human right. Mm -hmm. I hope Western people can remember this. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, thank you. This concludes another episode of the Barefoot Lawyer Reports. We'll be back with another one soon.